For a game of this magnitude, it's always fun to hear how the other side thinks. So today, I have notable Ohio State alum Mark Titus on the show to talk about the big game between Notre Dame and his Ohio State Buckeyes. And we had a lot of fun doing this. That's all coming up in today's edition of Locked on Irish. You are Locked on Irish, your daily podcast on the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome into Locked On Irish, your daily Notre Dame podcast. Today is Wednesday, September 20th, and thank you for making this your first listen of the day. I'm your host, Tyler Wojak. I graduated from Notre Dame in 2018 and have been covering college football as a producer ever since. First for ESPN and now at Fox Sports. And today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash college or enter promo code Locked on college for a free water bottle with any purchase. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Like I said at the top, we got Mark Titus from Barstool Sports back on the show today to talk about the Notre Dame-Ohio State game. We covered it all from Ryan Day to Marcus Freeman to Kyle McCord to everything that we think is going to happen in this game. And just a little disclaimer, Mark had a little bit of audio issues at the beginning, but we got him fixed uh, pretty quickly into the interview. So it gets a lot better. I had a ton of fun doing this. I hope you enjoy it. So let's get right into it. He's the host of Mostly Sports and the Mark Titus Show for Barstool Sports. Some people are saying he's now the college football expert at Barstool. Mark Titus is back on the show to talk about the huge game between Notre Dame and the Ohio State Buckeyes. And uh, it's good to have you back, man. How are you feeling now that we're just a few days out? Uh, I'm feeling great. I'm uh, a little more confident in this game, Tyler, than I was uh, after week zero, we'll say. After I watched Sam Hartman uh, <laughs> throw the ball all over the field against Navy uh, at a time when Ohio State's quarterback situation wasn't exactly clear. Um, but no, the Buckeyes are playing better football, and I'm a little more confident than I was. Yeah, we'll put it that way. But I'm not. I'm not like... I'm not like those other Ohio State fans, Tyler. You you won't see me being obnoxious and talking all that smack because I know the realities and I know know that Notre Dame is a very good football team and we'll be playing on the road. So I'm not taking this for granted by any stretch of the imagination, but I feel better about the Buckeyes' chances than I did uh, early in the season for sure. I feel like you and I are kind of natural pessimists about our teams too. (laughs) I feel kind of confident right now. So we're in some bizarro world where I don't really – I don't really understand what's happening, but what's the official word? Are you going to be in South Bend this weekend or not? Well, yeah, yes. I uh, I was going to – I told you I wasn't. I had lied to you. Um, the, the 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 football gods bless me. The the skies parted and a ticket floated down into my hands, and uh, I was I was not planning on going. I actually – like I wasn't sure if I had to work, and then uh, I got the okay, and I'm going over to South Bend. I'm excited for it. I've never been to – I've been to campus a million times. I've been to uh, basketball games. Uh, Notre Dame. I've never been to a football game, so this will be a first for me. I'll get the first uh, Notre Dame football experience. Okay, well, one, I'm excited that you're going. Hopefully, I get to see you in the tailgate lots, but now I'm a little concerned. Like, how did an Ohio State fan just magically get a ticket to this game on Saturday? Notre Dame's doing this whole effort to prevent that from happening. Well, I don't know if this is better or worse, but uh, yeah, I I got it from a Notre Dame group. That's (laughs) way worse, dude. That's so much worse. Dude. Well, <laughs> Dude, it's gonna be like 60-40 on Saturday now after uh, this conversation. To to yeah, again, I don't know if this is better or worse, but the people are still going. They just had like an extra t- it wasn't like a deal where like I'm supplanting another Notre Dame fan, I don't think. I think it was like Notre Dame people I know were like, we have an extra ticket and none of our buddies can make it. Do you want it? And I was like, Yes, yes, I do. But also 
you know, like I, I am a pessimist with this stuff. So like the part of me that wants to entertain the idea of going to this game with a bunch of Notre Dame people and the guys win and I just get to tell them to suck it, you know, and then just like bask in their tears. That doesn't even enter my head to be completely honest. The only scenario I have in my head is that I'm just like the lone guy in red in this massive group and everyone's just pointing at me and laughing. Um, so I, I feel like I'm walking into a trap a little bit. I feel like this is actually not a great thing for me. So do you, do you know that there's this giant effort to prevent Ohio State fans from getting in because of what happened? Uh, yeah, so I'll, I'll give you some, I'll give you some context. <laughs> And you're just totally ruining it. And I'm having you on a Notre Dame show too. I'm sure the the commenters are going to love this. All right. So in 2017, that was actually my senior year. Georgia came to town and uh, it was the first game I think they had ever played above the Mason Dixon line, which we can talk about that another time. The jokes that can be made there. And it was insane how many Georgia fans there were. Now it's a little bit different, obviously, because Georgia had never played at Notre Dame like Ohio State and Notre Dame have played a little bit more recently, and it was more of a novelty then than this game is. But, like, I've seen some pictures. It, it was really, like, maybe 60-40, 65-35. Yeah. Really? Well, I do – I I, yeah, I, I genuinely mean this. Uh, it's going to sound very snarky and, and, like, it's trash talk, but I genuinely mean this. I, I will feel bad for Notre Dame fans of Ohio State fans. Uh, I, I've been in – I've been in a lot of Big Ten stadiums uh, where the Buckeyes are playing on the road and the OHIO chant um, happens. And then there's nothing Ohio State fans love more than, like, we're up by a couple of touchdowns in the fourth quarter. All the home fans start leaving, and we do the OHIO around the stadium. And, I again, I promise I'm not trying to talk shit. I just I, – I genuinely would feel bad if that's what happens because – uh, I, again, I, don't, I, don't, I feel like I, I, I'm a, maybe I'm a bad Ohio State football fan. Maybe I should be, you know, more jacked. But I, I've gone to like Indiana games where like Ohio State is like 90, it's like 90% Ohio State fans. I go with my dad and brothers. They're just sad. They're just like, they're just like, like we can't even be mad. We're just sad at what's happening. So uh, hopefully, I, I do want there to be a good Buckeye contingent, but uh, I also want it to be a road game, you know? Like I, I want, I want to get the Notre Dame experience. So hopefully it's more, my ideal scenario is like 70-30. Is that fair? If it's 70-30? I 75-25? <laughs> I would prefer like 80-20 max. All right, well, now that we've covered the crowd, the fan part, give me your perspective about the game right now because I already know how the fan base feels as a majority based on everything I've seen and heard. The Bucknuts are as confident as ever about this one. <laughs> but how would you describe your confidence level going into the game? Well, I think a lot of the Ohio State fans are confident because, uh, I mean, frankly, we, we have owned Notre Dame through the years. I mean, that's just like, that's just the reality of the, the situation. It's been a long time since Notre Dame's been Ohio State in football. And um, Ohio State fans, I think, uh, do think that, like, I'm a little more realistic about it, which is that, like, I don't think that the past necessarily – when you have a completely different group of players and coaches and everything else, I don't think the uniforms matter as much. Um, so I don't think just because we're going to be wearing our Buckeye helmets and we're playing the gold domers, like that means that we're a better football team. Um, but I do understand like Ohio state fans that that's kind of their whole slant on this is like, we're more focused on the Georgias and Alabamas of the world. And now Michigan, cause Michigan's beat us for two years in a row than Notre Dame. Um, I, 
I think for me, like this Notre Dame team does scare me because th- this is like one of the f- I'm I'm a certified Notre Dame hater, Tyler, as as you know, Notre Dame, which football, is funny too because because after you came on to talk about the Shrewsbury hire, people were like, "Wow, wouldn't have expected uh, Titus to be a Notre Dame fan." I'm like, "Well, he's not. No, he's, <laughs> he's not. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm a Notre Dame football hater for sure. I love the basketball program, but I'm a football hater, and uh, this is the first time um, I've watched Notre Dame early in the year, and I was like, I think whatever hype or whatever, uh, you know, excitement is coming out of South Bend feels warranted because I think Sam Hartman is just like that good. Um, and I, th- that's, it, it, it's been probably, I would say like the, the Brady Quinn years was like the last time I felt like Notre Dame had even the year, like they go to the national championship and all that. I, I would say that this team as a certified Notre Dame hater, this is like the first team where I was like, Oh no, they might, they might actually have like a decent football team. Like there might actually, there's actually something there brewing. Um, having said that, I, I think Ohio State Notre Dame fans, um, they, they kind of feel the same way about like the expectations or the the standard of the program, which is to say like going into a game like this, I think the reason Ohio State fans are so confident is because it, it almost has nothing to do with Notre Dame. It just has to do with the Buckeyes ourselves. And I think what we've seen in the first few weeks from Ohio State, the question was basically the quarterback in the first couple of weeks, which is like Kyle McCord is not bad. It's just like, at Ohio State, we've had incredible college quarterbacks. We've, we've been on an insane tear of college quarterbacks. And now you get into a situation week one for the Buckeyes where it's like, we don't know who our quarterback is. This is this is uncharted waters for us. Now, what the, the flip side of that was every other position on the field was seemingly accounted for. And we we're like, we're loaded. The defense looks a lot better now. The rest of the offense, the offensive line, you know, there's some quite a little bit of questions there, but like the skill positions on offense. Are, are, I mean, it's just all NFL guys. Um, so now that Kyle McCord against Western Kentucky, and granted it was Western Kentucky, but at least it was, you know, it, it, he was he was incredible. Um, I think that's where it's coming from, and where and I so I think the the the, the excitement or the confidence, I should say, going into Saturday, I, I don't think it's necessarily disrespect for Notre Dame. I just think that the, like Ohio State's one of the programs, and, and Notre Dame's one, and Michigan's one, and like there there are a handful of programs around the country where it's like. If, if I feel like our team is playing well enough, it almost doesn't matter what the other team has going on because we're going to be confident that our guys are good enough. And I think Notre Dame fans feel that way too, which is why I'm so excited about this game because it's like any confidence that Ohio State fans, I, I do feel like it has almost nothing to do with whether they think Notre Dame is good or not. And it has to do with like, we we like our guys. You know what I mean? And and I think that's what makes this matchup so interesting is because it's it's been a long time since both of these teams um, – have been in that position. I mean, you said it at the top. We're, you and I are both pessimists about our football teams, and both of us were like, I think I kind of like this team. I think I like where our team's at. So, you know, it's hard to blame Ohio State, Ohio State fans for feeling that way, especially at the level that they've recruited during the Ryan Day era, during the Urban Meyer era. Like they've just always had, or at least I would say 90% of the times that they play, they have more talent than the other teams. So every time they lose, it's usually an upset or so- somewhat of a shock. But like considering, Michigan is clearly the biggest game on the schedule this year for Ohio State, you know, especially true considering how uh, the last two years went. How big is this uh, game from the Ohio State side? Because for us Notre Dame fans, we're looking at this as like arguably the biggest game in decades, but it's not yeah. even the biggest game on your schedule this year. Yeah, I know. That, that's, a, that's a weird dynamic. I think Marcus Freeman makes it a big game. Um, I, I, I definitely, you know, like no, no sane Buckeye is looking at this and saying this is just another team on the schedule. This is just another game. Um and really, for the conference as a whole, um, if the Buckeyes can beat Notre Dame, uh, that that 
that goes a long way for uh, the playoff race as well, because I mean, you're looking at like a big 10 scenario where Penn state is, looks like they might be playoff. Good. Michigan is obviously playoff. Good. If Ohio state's playoff, um, if, if Ohio state beats Notre Dame, Michigan doesn't really have a tough non-conference schedule or, or there's the Michigan's done. Uh, Penn state has their non their tough non-conferences behind them. So if Ohio state can knock off Notre Dame, I think that becomes fascinating too, because it kind of, opens the door for a, a backdoor playoff spot for like whichever team of Michigan, Ohio state and Penn state does not advance to the big 10 championship. There's still a door open based on like, you know, th- this would be a big card to play It'd be like, listen, Ohio state beat Notre Dame. So if Notre Dame runs the table from here. We can always kind of have that Trump card. And I think, I think people kind of understand that, but the Marcus Freeman part of it all definitely makes it uh, personal. I, I don't really know. I don't want to speak on behalf of the, the whole fan base. Cause I know he's kind of, you know, Freeman's kind of, uh, I wouldn't say disavowed Ohio State, but he's just kind of like, listen, I'm married to a new school now. And like, this is my school. Um, I, I've I've always loved Marcus Freeman. I mean, we were in school at Ohio State together. And I remember vividly watching him play for the Buckeyes. And I, I freaking loved him. So, um, you know, there is some small part of me that wants, you know, him and Luke Fickle, who's at Wisconsin now, like any, I, I want all these former Buckeyes to kill it wherever they're at. Uh but, you know, I, I think Freeman knows what he's doing, and I think he's kind of said some things in the past that, like, if you play for Ohio State and you don't talk about Ohio State in the most glowing way ever, uh, people take it the wrong way. And I think uh, Freeman knew that, and he kind of, you know, he said some things in the past that, that, that rubbed people the wrong way. But, um, yeah, I, I, I think that part of it um, definitely makes this – this is definitely a big game. I'd, I'd say it's like an A-minus-A game on our schedule. We'll put it that way. Um Okay. Yeah, if that makes sense. It's interesting you bring up Freeman because I was going to ask you, like, how does the fan base feel about Marcus Freeman? Because he was a great player for Ohio State back in the early 2000s, but he pissed off a lot of people for the comments he made in the Players' Tribune article, like, right after he took the Notre Dame job, when I think his exact quote was, he wouldn't make the same mistake twice about picking Notre Dame. And then I think some people took that as he made a mistake by picking Ohio State in college, which I can see why people would interpret it that way. But he is still a Buckeye. His dad is still a season ticket holder for Ohio State. So there's yeah. clearly some bloodline and like still a tie to the school. It's not as absurd as like last year when the season was starting. And that's the only thing that people would talk about. Like the fact that yeah. Marcus Freeman was an Ohio State Buckeye. But you still like him, all things considered. Yeah, I, I think he said something too about like uh – recruiting in Notre Dame is harder. Yeah, they got to go to class. We got to go to class. Ohio State, they don't. Um, no, I mean, I get I, I just get the business, you know? Like, I get that. I, I I understand what's going on there. Like, I, 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 I never took that the wrong way as a Buckeye. Like, I kind of I, – I think that if Marcus Freeman goes on to a long career at Notre Dame and then retires in 30 years and won a couple national championships in Notre Dame and you, you – put some true serum in him and you ask him how do you feel about the Buckeyes I'm sure he's going to be like listen man I, I love my time there I love Ohio State you know and, and but he's just when you're in that seat when you're the head coach at Notre Dame and you got yeah. Ohio State on your schedule you can't exactly you know yeah what you know, do people if, think if, he's gonna say yeah, yeah I, that's so I I kind of understand what's going on there and if, if I became a basketball if I was Notre Dame's basketball coach if they hired me instead of Michael Shrewsbury and you asked me how I felt about Ohio State I would be crapping all over the program I'd be like come to <laughs> I, want, I want guys to come to Notre Dame I don't want them to go to Ohio State, and um, there's nothing in the world I love more than Ohio State basketball. So, uh, yeah, I never really – it never really rubbed me the wrong way. Um, I think Freeman's awesome. I think he's a great dude. And, uh, you know, that that hire for Notre Dame was 
uh, that was one of the cool things was just like seeing the way the players responded. And, um, you know, it was just like a, it was one of those deals where like Brian Kelly leaves Notre Dame and it sort of feels like you're getting crapped all over. Cause like the guy is leaving you, you know, yeah. but then in the end you see like immediately the snap of a finger, you see how beloved Marcus Freeman was by all the players. You're like, Oh, okay. Well maybe, maybe this was actually a huge win for us. So uh, no, I, I, as much as I am a Notre Dame football hater, Marcus Freeman makes it very hard for me to uh, continue to, to hate the Irish. We'll be right back with Titus to talk more about the Notre Dame-Ohio State game. But first, I want to tell you about Bird Dogs. I've raved about Bird Dog shorts before in the podcast, and I'm here to do it again because they are just that good. Not only do they make you look better, they're way more comfortable than regular shorts that are made of a stiff, restricting cotton. Bird Dogs fix this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. So not only can you wear these shorts to the gym, you could wear them on the golf course, out to lunch, really wherever you want. So go to birddogs.com slash college or enter promo code college for a free water bottle at checkout. That's birddogs.com slash college or promo code college for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your bird dogs off, we promise you. Well, you know what's going to happen, right? What's that? If Notre Dame wins, then you're going to have all these Ohio State fans that are going to say they right. fire Ryan Day and hire Marcus Freeman. But actually, <laughs> on, a, on a serious note, though, like if Ohio State were to lose this game, how much heat do you think Ryan Day would be under? Because I think it's ridiculous that I even have to ask this because he's 48-6 yeah. as a head coach. But last year, there was a pretty vocal minority that wanted him out after losing to Michigan in back-to-back yeah. seasons. So it's ridiculous, but I do think that – if he were to lose this game, especially so early in the season, fair or not, people are going to be talking about it. Yeah, I uh, I was one of those vocal minority. I fired him after <laughs> he lost the mission. I personally, I sent ten different text messages to friends. Um, Officially, because out. The, the okay. So to be clear, when we lost to Michigan last year, it wasn't that we lost; it was how we lost. It was like uh, the at halftime. Everyone watching that game, Michigan fans included knew that Ohio State was the better football team. We were Yeah, we they were should have the been up way team. more. Yeah. Yes. And then the way the second half just unraveled and there was like no pride and there's no heart from any of those guys. I, I lost my mind. I was like I was like listen, going into the game if you told me we were going to lose this, I would I'm a reasonable man. I would say yeah, Michigan's not a bad football team. These things happen. But for it to happen that way was just disgusting. Um, I rehired him though, Tyler, after after the mm-hmm. Georgia game. I felt like that was inspiring football we played. You rehired him after playoff. a loss? Hmm. Yeah, I rehired him after a loss. Nice. Okay, cool. <laughs> this is the Ohio State way. You rehired a coach after a loss. Hmm. Um, to seriously <laughs> answer your question, I again, it's no disrespect to Notre Dame, but I don't think this would matter that much for. Um, and it, it depends on the context, I guess. But if you're telling yeah. me it's like a great football game, and you know Buckeyes lose by, it, it, we're, we're down four or three, and we're driving late, and you know Notre Dame gets a big fourth down stop, and that's the game. Um, I don't, I don't think Buckeye fans are going to – like, however you feel about Ryan Day going into that game, you're going to still feel that going, coming out of the game. You know what I mean? It's not like it's – it's not like someone's going to be like, oh, well, I've been defending this guy all along. But now that's that's a bridge too far for me. Because uh, it is – it is ultimately it's Michigan in the national championship or the, the playoff. That's it. That's that's where we're at with Ryan Day. Uh, he's proven that he can win big games. He can win – he can beat very good teams. Um, but until, like – that's basically what the standards at Ohio State. Until you're knocking off Michigan consistently and and competing for national championships, I think uh, that's that's the last hurdle for him. So um, yeah, like th- this, frankly, isn't really a game that he's lost before. So I guess maybe I'm talking myself in circles here because maybe 
maybe this is maybe this would be bad, you know, like maybe Ryan Day finally loses a game like this in the regular season, uh, which he doesn't really well, do. He doesn't. Yeah, there was the Oregon game. That's true. That's that true. The Oregon one. game. That's a good point. I, I blocked that one out of my mind. With, uh, without Kayvon Thibodeau, too. That's yeah, sort of what I'm clinging like, to. I'm, I'm sort of like, you know, a little similarity. So that game was at Ohio true. State. That's true. There is there is the Oregon game. Uh, he, that is true. That was COVID though, wasn't it? <laughs> no, it, I mean, was, there, there well, it was September 2021. So it was like post COVID. <laughs> I think we're still bit. kind of in it. Um, are you worried? Are, uh, let, let me ask you this because because I, I I I do wonder. Um, do you think that like Ryan Day having coached in in all of these massive games, do you think that matters? Like, do you do you feel like? Maybe there's an element of like Marcus Freeman almost like having Ohio State tie. And uh, like this feels, frankly, and again, I'm not trying to talk crap, but like this is a bigger game for Notre Dame than it is for Ohio State no, in terms is. of like yeah. culture building for the program and all that sort of thing. Or is there is there a worry that like maybe it's too big of a deal? Like there's like the emotions of it all. Like does Marcus Freeman know how to handle like knowing that the entire country's locked in on this game and, you know, the juices are flowing and all that sort of thing? I'm not worried about Marcus Freeman because I think he'll have the team ready to go. He cares so much about this game, whether he's going to be open about it publicly or not. But uh, he's actually not my concern. My concern is actually with the assistant coaches going up against Ohio State staff because it's not just Ryan Day. I mean, Ohio State's entire coaching staff is loaded. They've been in a ton of big games. And Notre Dame, for example, like the offensive coordinator, Jared Parker, this is his first season as the offensive coordinator at, at really any level. I think he like had some interim uh, offensive coordinator jobs before, like he did a little bit at West Virginia, but this is his first full season where he's in total control. And so I, I'm a little bit more concerned about him going up against Jim Knowles at Ohio State, who's been around mm-hmm. forever. So I think I'm more concerned about that than Marcus Freeman because I have full faith that he's going to have the team ready to go, but it's great to have a plan, but once you get punched in the mouth, how are you going to be able right. to adjust? And then it's on the assistants to sort of make those calls in the game, and that's what I'm concerned about. I'm fascinated by Notre Dame's approach to, like, you, you want to be aggressive and you want to, uh, you know, I, if you're in the Notre Dame locker room, you're saying we're the better football team and we're going to go prove it. Um, but also there's, like, is there going to be a moment in the game where you get a little too aggressive, get a little too cute and go for a trick play and then, and then you, and it doesn't work. And you're like, why would we do that? We're better. We should have just run the ball down there. You know, um, that's what I, that's what I would be worried about is like, th- there's the, the, the balance act of like, we, we feel like we're the better football team, but also the reality is that like yeah. maybe Ohio state has a little more talent in some of these spots. And maybe we do need to, not necessarily bust out like a double reverse, but you know what I mean? Like be a little aggressive in spots we wouldn't have otherwise been because we got to, we got to pounce on this opportunity. Um, I think that's the part of the big game coaching where the emotions get the, get the better of you. And it's fourth and four on your own 42 yard line or something. And the whole crowd's like, go for it. You know, and you're like, all right, now can you, can you take a deep breath and like really think through all the options here? Um, I could see that, especially especially if Notre Dame goes out to an early lead and like they might be on such an insane high at the time, like how would they be able to maintain control? Or if they go down a little bit earlier, are they able to just stay calm, stay composed and all that? That's going to be interesting. Having Sam Hartman though does alleviate yeah. some of those nerves just because he's, you know, 35 years old playing college football. <laughs> and uh, the thing that gives me the most confidence is because last year when Notre Dame went to Ohio state, Tyler Buckner was our starting quarterback who yeah, as evidence lately he kind of stinks um 
and it was his first ever start, and it was, uh, you know, in the shoe and all that. So I went into that thinking, man, like, I don't know how. It's Notre Dame is going to have to pull a rabbit out of the hat, basically, to even have a chance in this one. Whereas, like, this game, it's so different because I actually think that Notre Dame has the better quarterback, or certainly the more proven yeah. quarterback, because no. Kyle McCord could end up being incredible. He was a top recruit for a reason. He's an Ohio State quarterback, so just with that comes a ton of credibility. But at this point, Sam Hartman uh, has done a lot more at the college level. So I feel like in those situations, uh, in those high-pressure moments, he's not going to be uh, rattled by any of that. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, that, that's that's one of the fascinating wrinkles of this is uh, – how many times Ohio state and Notre Dame played and Ohio state didn't have the better quarterback or, you know, like if it's pretty clear the that 30s. Notre Dame has the very, <laughs> yeah, I know it's been, it's been a minute. So, I mean, on the college level, at least, yeah. you know, um, so that, that's, that is fascinating as well. And, and the thing about McCord though, for me is like, I, I, I really coming into the season, I never really thought like, I, I don't think he's going to be like a lights out quarterback ever. He might eventually develop into that. Um, but I also, I, with the talent he has around him, he doesn't have to be. Um, and, and Ryan Day is a quarterback guy, you know? So like, I think if, as long as you don't make mistakes, I mean, Ohio, Ohio state's a program. We, we went to a national championship game with Todd Beckman as our quarterback, you know, like we don't, <laughs> this isn't hey, like you won one with Craig Krenzel. We won one with Craig Krenzel. Yeah. So it's not like, it's not like this is a, yeah, we're, we're freaking out too much. What we need is just, you know, make the simple play. Don't make too many mistakes. What, what's interesting to me though, about this Buckeye team is that our identity in the Ryan day era has just been flipped on its head. So the, the, if you watch Ryan day football through, through his Ohio state tenure, um, we obviously aired out. We obviously put up a ton of points where we have one of the best offenses in the country, if not the best year in and year out. Uh, and the defense is the question mark. And the defense is like the part that, that it, you know, um, yeah, sure, we can score with the best of them. But what happens if our offense gets stalled a little bit because the defense gives up a touchdown seemingly every single drive? Uh, this year so far, and it is early, and we haven't played much of a schedule, but the defense is awesome. The defense, the silver bullets are back. Those guys are incredible. They've, they've been playing. I mean, Western Kentucky, I know it's Western Kentucky. Yeah, they put people, up points. They put up points, man. And we – we, we, we held them to 10 points and even the, the touchdown they scored uh, there was a fumble on the drive that fell right into our guy's hands. And we, we had like two different dudes like scoop it and then drop it and scoot. And, you know, it's so like even that drive, we were like that close to, to stalling it and getting the ball back. So um, that's, what's fascinating to me is I, I think this Buckeye team, the strength might actually be as the season progresses. Now, obviously Marvin Harrison jr. And Travion Henderson, like all these skilled dudes we have uh, are awesome. But um What's what 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 I, what I have been noticing and what's been standing out to me and what's made me really excited about the future of this season is the defense. And with that being said, if Kyle McCord can just simply not make mistakes and just put the ball in the hands of the playmakers and not think of himself as the playmaker, you know, just just be good at like here, you go take the ball, Marvin, and you go run into the end zone, and I'll just stand right here. Um, if he can do that, I think we're going to be just fine. But uh, yeah, Hartman is is freaking awesome, and I, I love watching him. Um, should I, though, question for you, Tyler. Everybody keeps telling me that I look like him. I should take this as a compliment, right? I mean, he's, yeah. He's a handsome man, <laughs> he's, right? Okay, he's very, good. He's very good looking. I get tagged. Every time Notre Dame's playing football games, I get tagged in uh, screenshots of Hartman on the sideline. And uh, I'm like, I think that's a compliment. I don't know. The man looks pretty handsome to me. <laughs> yeah. Are you concerned that the combination of Marcus Freeman and Sam Harvin is actually going to be too handsome? Too to handsome. <laughs> Listen, man, I love Ryan. 
I love Ryan Day, but we got to talk about the beard dye he's using. I, uh, I don't. Oh. <laughs> you think he's using beard dye? Oh, I think he's using a Sharpie marker. Tyler. <laughs> I think, I think Coach K is blowing up Ryan Day's phone, saying, "Give me some of that dye." He's like, "The stuff I've been using isn't." You got military grade hair dye, Ryan. Let me get so maybe <laughs> maybe the handsomeness of Sam Hartman is actually going to play a factor because Ryan Day is going to be looking over like, damn. That's yeah. natural. How does he do it? How does, How does he, do he do it? it? How does he do that? <laughs> so he's gonna be—he's not gonna be focused. He's not gonna be locked in the whole game. They're gonna be like, "Coach, what's the play?" Like, oh, do you see his beard, dude? <laughs> um, okay. Outside of Sam Hartman, and you could look at this from like the Notre Dame side or the Ohio State side. What are you most concerned about in this game? Oh, estimate for sure. Uh, this dude is a freaking bowling ball. Um, he's the the picture. I've been worried about Audric estimate since the uh, the. <laughs> Freaking, uh, what's the picture of him like in the sandbox that he was? Yeah, that was, he was a freshman too. He's bigger, stronger, leaner now. Dude, this guy is, yeah, he's just a freaking wrecking ball uh, of a man. And again, like, I I like our defense. I like our D line. I like, you know, I, it's just at a certain point, you watch this man just bowl over people and you're like, yeah, I could see a world where he just destroys us. I could see a world where Sam Hartman is just, you know, picking guys apart uh, with these, with these passes just kind of chipping away at our defense and uh, we start bringing a little more pressure and then he just hands it off to Estime on draws and shit. And like, just, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I've played out every single nightmare scenario for the Buckeyes in my head and all of them are Audric Estime just like bowling over dudes and Hartman picking us apart. Um, but yeah, he, the es- Estime is incredible. I've got bad news for you. He uh, he hurdles dudes now too. He did it on back-to-back <laughs> plays in the last game because the DB Goes low, obviously, right? He sees a freight train coming at him. So he's like, all right, I have to just take out his ankles. So they're diving out, and he just jumps right over him in stride and can still run. And I'm just thinking, like, first of all, if you're you're a DB, you're making a business decision there. Like, I'm not going high. I I would much rather him jump over me and get a little embarrassed than literally him just run right through my face and my chest caves in. Like, I don't want to do that. So I hear you. Titus and I still have plenty more to get to about the Notre Dame Ohio State game, but I wanted to take this opportunity to remind you about our new show here at the Lockdown Podcast Network called College Football Kickoff Live, which airs every Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on every Lockdown College YouTube channel. College Football Kickoff Live will cover everything going on in the sport and go in-depth like only Lockdown can, including insight and analysis from our stable of college hosts covering their team every day. I'll actually be on the show Friday to talk more about the Ohio State game, so be sure to tune in for that. Again, the show is live on Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on every Locked On College YouTube channel. Today's episode is also brought to you by Jace Medical. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace Case. The Jace Case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you a peace of mind so that you are not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure you have the medication in hand, and it's simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Save more than $360 by by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off by using code LOCKEDON at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com, promo code LOCKEDON. You're not at all concerned about McCord, uh, this being his first, like, I know it's not his first road start, but first big game environment. Um, no, I, like I said, like, I, I think, uh, I, I do like Kyle McCord. I think Kyle McCord's a good quarterback. And I think, um, yeah, it, it, 
as long as he just has the attitude, like I said before, if, if he's not trying to be the playmaker himself and he just kind of understands who the, the guys because because he, he is a good quarterback. Like, I mean, I, the, the guy is, is starting quarterback at Ohio State for a reason. Um, I always liked him when he would come in and, and, you know, he'd play a lot of garbage time the last few years because we'd be blowing teams out. Um, I always liked him then. And he's uh, ever since Joe Burrow left and became the Joe Burrow everyone knows and loves, I think uh, a lot of Buckeye fans have paid a lot more attention to our backup quarterbacks. <laughs> we don't want to, we don't want to lose him anymore. Yeah. So uh, as McCord was coming through the, you know, playing in garbage time the last couple of years, um, you know, I, I've, I've always liked him. I've always liked what I've seen from him. So uh, no, I, I weirdly, it's going to sound insane, but I do think opening the season on the road against Indiana, as bad as Indiana is, I do think that helps us in, in a big way. I think you kind of get those first road game jitters out of the way. Um, and yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not super worried about that. There is like one little sliver of, of doubt that maybe there will be a moment where Kyle McCord is like, it's Kyle McCord time. Um, but from what I've seen from him, <laughs> From what I've seen from him through throughout his career, like he doesn't really have that in him. He doesn't have the the, the part of him that um, is like I'm going to go out and win the Heisman at Notre Dame yeah. or anything. Uh, so I, I feel pretty good about it now. I have I have the I, I have the right to uh, change my opinion at halftime. If I was just going to say if you fire of him. <laughs> if you fire Day after the Michigan game at halftime, you're like the court stinks. He's out. Yeah. He's a bum. And the discourse no, I, around him will be interesting after this game. No, I really do, man. I I just our 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 skill guys are so freaking like we're we're yeah, three it's deep unfair, running back. Our, we have the best wide receivers in the country, and I think like really that's where my trust in Kyle McCord comes from. Is just that like I don't, I I really genuinely think that like as long as you're not making mistakes, just about anybody could play quarterback with this Ohio State talent around them. Um, yeah, which isn't to say we're invincible. You know, our offensive line is kind of new, and and. There, there could be some concerns there and, you know, I'm sure Notre Dame's going to avoid that and get some pressure in McCord's face and stuff. But, you know, I, when you have, when you have all the skill guys around you that are that good, um, I like to think that you're smart enough to know that like, just put the ball in their hands and, and trust that the good things are going to happen. Yeah. I do think Notre Dame is going to dial up a lot of pressures, especially early on yeah. to try to get after the line, having to replace both tackles and the center of this off season, it being McCord's first real hostile environment mm -hmm. on the road. I think that's going to play a part, but when then if you do that, then you leave Marvin Harrison jr. And Egbuka open, or at least one-on-one -on -one coverage, but Notre Dame does have some good corners. We're, we're going to find out just how good yeah. they are on Saturday, They'll but get it's, tested. They'll get yeah, tested. They're, they're certainly going to get tested. Cause I think outside of Caleb Williams, I think, uh, Marvin Harrison is the probably best player in college football. But I wanted to know, what was your indoctrination to Ohio State fan of like? Because you grew up in Indiana, grew up IU right. basketball fan. But when did you go from like, oh, this is fun, to your happiness is dictated by what happens on Saturdays <laughs> with the Buckeyes in the fall? It was, I remember vividly, uh, it was a game that most people, uh, most college football fans probably remember. It was the number one ranked Ohio State Buckeyes versus the number two ranked Michigan Wolverines uh, in the year 2006, the fall of 2006. Ohio State won 42 to 39. Um, I was a freshman at Ohio State. Uh, when I when I got to Ohio State, um, I, I did not think I was going to play on the basketball team. I thought I was just going to be like a normal student. So uh, I bought football season tickets in the student section because, like you said, I, I knew nothing about – I shouldn't say nothing. Like I, Ohio State, obviously, I watched them growing up a little bit. But, like, 
I knew nothing about the traditions. I've never been to a game with the shoe, all that sort of thing. And I thought, I'm going to go to every single game. I'm going to be a student here. I want to like buy into the culture and like learn everything. So I got student tickets and then I got put on the basketball team. It was really weird because like I couldn't even go to most of the games, but I ended up being able to go to because uh, we'd be like practicing and stuff or like on the road. Like once our season started, like there'd be a lot of times we couldn't even couldn't like, go to those games. Dad, this sucks, but, dude. Let me go. Yeah. Yeah. I want to, I want to go. Our football team's ranked number one. He's like, Mark, we're ranked number one. The basketball team's ranked number one. I'm like, I don't care. Coach, like, I've Troy got Smith's, beers to drink. Yeah. yeah. Troy Smith's going to win the Heisman, coach. Um, so I went to uh, I went to the Ohio State Michigan game. That's probably like my third game of the season that I'd gone to. And I had the worst seats in the house because uh, I was a freshman student and we just had like a massive student section. They just put me like, you know, my tickets were like all the way up in the corner. Um, and yeah, we, we won and it was an insane game. And I've never to this day seen a college football atmosphere like that. I've never seen just like like it, it was really hard to, to go to bed that night and wake up the next morning and, and shrug my shoulders and say, I don't really care about Ohio State football. You know, like once you once you experience that. Uh, everyone rushed on the field. It was really funny because I, I had the worst seat in the house and uh, it probably took me 30 minutes to get to the field. <laughs> it was like the slowest. <laughs> like everyone else is yeah. like rushing onto you the field. You got to call an like, Uber. Wait. You're like, hey, I got to <laughs> yeah. get you. Uber wasn't even around. So that means you were not at Ohio State when Notre Dame played uh, Ohio State in the Fiesta Bowl. The Fiesta Bowl, The Brady Bowl, Quinn no. game. You were not. Okay, the, so you were the, not then. The Laura Quinn uh, yeah. split jersey. No. I, I, I remember watching that game. I, I remember... Uh, yeah, it was. I definitely watched that game, but I was I was still in high school then. So that was my, the Ohio State Michigan game was my moment. And you know, I've, I've I don't know. I've, I, I it it does like Notre Dame's the same way, man. There are a lot of schools around the country that way. It's it's that that's the joy of college sports to me is you can take a guy that you can take a Hoosier like me that has. I, I honestly probably like Michigan football more than Ohio State football when I was growing up. Like I probably when when Michigan and Ohio State were playing, I probably cared more. I probably cheered for Michigan more than I did Ohio State. And uh, to take a guy like me and, and throw me into that environment. And then I come out four years later and I'm like, all right, so kill Michigan, kill them, yeah. please. You're on please, message please boards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that's, that's the, that's why I love the sport so much. That's why I love it. And uh, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm excited to be there Saturday and um, hopefully I have more fun than you do. All right. Well, give me some predictions. <laughs> what do you think is going to happen? Give me a final score. Oh, game breakdown. All right. All right. Let me think this through. Um, I want a shootout. I do. I think it'd be fun. I think I think a shootout would be fun because I think I think the way both programs win is if you get a if if you get a uh, if you get an ugly game that's like twenty one seventeen say which doesn't even have to be that ugly. What was the score last year? Twenty one. Yeah, it was, it was a like gross it was game. about that. It was like twenty. It was twenty one thirteen. We I were say maybe? we were uh, constantly making sure that you guys did not have the ball. And honestly, our right. defense played surprisingly well, all things considered. Yeah, it's 21-10. But, uh, 21-10. Act, yeah, so going into the fourth quarter, Ohio State was up 14-10. to 10. So it was a slow, but that's, uh, slow game. That was that was the kind of game that nobody won. Like, Ohio State, we came away from that game. We were like, we suck. This is the yeah. – you know, and Notre Dame was like, we obviously lost, yeah. but also – Like, in the second half, yeah. I'm like, we're winning? But, like, yeah, we aren't playing well. Yeah, but, yeah, but, um, so I want I want to I want to uh, right those wrongs and I want to I want a barn burner of a game I want um, I do want it to come down to last possession as much as I am going to regret saying that when if it actually does and I'm 
clenching my butthole and I'm like, why did I want this? But because uh, I think I think if that happens, everybody like we both win. Like I think if all of America watches no. the game and is like, no. damn, those those two <laughs> no. teams are good. <laughs> we will not both win. I am going to so, be an emotional wreck at the end of the game if that happens. I say, uh, I say, Buckeyes win. Um, put me down thirty-eight to thirty. Is 34 a score that could happen? Yeah. That's a score that could happen. Four touchdowns, 38, two field goals. 38, yeah. 34. 38, yeah. 34. I want a, a high-scoring game. I, I want it to be surprisingly high-scoring, and uh, and it's fun. And then, yeah, Notre Dame has the ball with a minute left, and all the NBC announcers are like, this is Sam Hartman's Heisman moment. He's going to march down the field, have the game-winning touchdown. And then we see a lot of this from the Buckeye defenders when they, like, swat the ball down. And it's fourth down, and we see a lot of this. We see JT Tuamolao and Jack Sawyer like chest bumping each other, and uh, the Buckeyes win. That's my prediction. 38 34. All right. Well, I think it'll be a little bit lower scoring. I think I'm leaning more to it's like Notre Dame 31 28, and uh, I die at, after the game. Like, I'm like, all right, this is it. This is the peak happiness. But I do have one question before we let you go here because I got to get at least one basketball question in, and this is going to be quick. It's a yes, it's a yes or no. Um, <laughs> We've already established that you're you're all in on Micah Shrewsbury long term. I am. But this long term. <laughs> long term. Is, is Notre Dame the least talented team in the Power Five? I'll say no, because why because But they're close. <laughs> they're, but they're close. They're very close. All right. I'll say no, but uh it's 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 pretty close. So uh, all right, man. Uh this has been a ton of fun. Thanks so much for coming on and uh I'll see you Saturday. Enjoy the game, but hopefully, you know, not too much. All right, man. We'll see you. That'll do it for this episode of Locked On. Iris, thanks again for making this your first listen of the day. We've got a lot more great stuff planned for this week to get you ready for the Ohio State game. So make sure that you're subscribed on YouTube or wherever you're listening to the podcast because you are not going to want to miss out. Also, you can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Irish, on Instagram at Locked On Irish Pod, and my personal Twitter account at Tyler, W O J C I A K. I'll see you guys tomorrow.